everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Case Diaries. I am Marcy, and I am here as always with Adam and Robin. Nice. Oh, I can't oh. believe you forgot my name. Ah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I, 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 we've only done this a couple of times. Can you really? We've only me? been friends for for <laughs> a long time. Just a little and bit. Adam forgot how long we've been friends. <laughs> uh 13 years very good very good i had to think about it for a second all right i think it's been 14 oh well it is 2019 so yeah yeah the guy always forgets oops i time stamped it (laughs) time stamped it (laughs) okay well today today we're gonna talk about book to movie adaptations and how the book is always better yeah you guys agree yeah yeah book is always better yeah I mean, that's I, our general consensus yeah. we've decided that the yeah. book is better uh, in every case no exceptions i don't think we have to talk much about this now i think we can wrap this up guys right? yeah, yeah the, that's the end thanks of the episode for listening wow, this was an easy one all right well Join bye. Us next time we'll, we'll see you next time and thanks for listening <laughs> okay <laughs> all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> to get serious now though <laughs> What do we really think? How many people about... do you think stopped listening after that? <laughs> it's like Possibly these... at least a couple. All right. So in our first episode, we talked about A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And that one was made into several different movies and adaptations and everything. So uh, this, about mean, 307. About that. Counted. <laughs> it was a lot. And so, I mean, this has been happening for a long time, even before that, really. So, um yeah, what do you guys, any thoughts? I mean, it, it, it's, like I said, it's a pretty hot topic. I know a lot of people uh, debate on whether the they like the books better or, or whether the movies are better. Or, you know, like me who doesn't read as much, having only seen the movies, you know, is like, oh, that movie's fine. But then somebody who will have read the book is like, what are you talking about? It's garbage. <laughs> like, so, it's, you know. And then there's other people who are the opposite way, who who have only read the books and, you know, or maybe they didn't even like the book. Is that mm-hmm. is that possible for people to not like books? I mean, yes. I think so. Absolutely. I know for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't read enough of them to, to we, not like one. We had a, a, a grade school buddy who would actually, she would get so upset with a book, she would literally fling it across the room. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't quite so dramatic when I <laughs> disliked a book, but, uh, yes, it Yeah, is, I can think of a possible. few that I didn't like, um, <clears throat> A Swiftly Tilting Planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that book. Uh, The K, Island mm-hmm. of the Blue Dolphins. <laughs> oh, that one's such an uplifting tale, though. Yeah. Pretty much anything that we had to read. Yep. School. People people might not like the, me for this one, but A Wrinkle in Time was definitely not my favorite. Right. Yeah, it was hard. It was a hard read, especially at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only book that I ended up liking from school was 1984, just because it was so... One. It was really interesting, but the rest of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. High school ones I liked a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that, yeah. 1984 was in high school. Mm-hmm. And Did I liked you guys read Fair- that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I liked Fahrenheit 451. That yeah. had a really interesting premise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that even talks about books within <laughs> in the book. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. But anyway, this is a movie podcast. Anyway. Yeah, books. Forget about books. <laughs> We're talking about movies. <laughs> Getting put into movies. Where you don't have to work as hard. So what is it about... <laughs> A, mo- a, a book adaptation that's a movie mm-hmm. what's it make what makes it good i think if they keep the like general 
core of the story keeping mm-hmm. the like main thing that was supposed to be put across yeah. makes it really good in general like that may not be the case for every adaptation like in here i believe we discussed mary poppins um, and how that book has kind of the author believed it had a different message yeah. than the movie portrays right um but overall i think as long as it keeps a general storyline uh, as long as the acting like the acting is a big part if you don't have good actors or especially, people yeah. yeah especially for characters that people have already grown attached to mm-hmm. yeah that's probably one of the biggest hurdles you know to get across you got to find those right actors for those specific parts and if you don't that do that it kind of just starts to fail already yeah, the, yeah there's so many little things that you can miss that build up mm-hmm. so quickly it mm-hmm. snowballs into a just a bad movie um but it's it's really hard to nail i think you, you can't please everyone uh when it comes to this stuff because you know you said if you keep the main points of the book then you, you know generally it would be okay but then there's going to be people who are like, well, they left out my favorite part. Yeah. Mm. And then that's going to put a damper on the whole movie for them, you know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who would who would think that because uh, um, I'm sure we'll talk about Harry Potter, like the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's, those books are so big, uh, at least the later ones are. They're so long that you, c- you can't possibly fit all of it into a two-hour movie or whatever, even though I think Goblet of Fire was like almost three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then you couldn't, you couldn't fit it all in. So some people would be upset about them leaving out their favorite part or some t- in some cases leaving out a very important part. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's super hard to do and yeah. yet they still keep doing it because it makes lots of money. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, uh, you go see a movie, you see it with somebody who's read the book and it's almost inevitable. Like when you're walking out, they're going to say the book was better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's so, it's so rare to hear someone go, oh no, that movie was so much better than the book. Um, it's honestly, I don't think I've ever heard someone say that. Maybe mm-hmm. I know you hated Wuthering Heights or whatever. Yes. So Wuthering maybe, Heights. so maybe if you had seen a movie adaptation of Wuthering Heights, you'd be like, yeah, the movie's better. It is kind of, <laughs> it is like such a weird thing to say. Like the book was better. Um, because making a comparison between a book and a movie is kind of a ridiculous thing to do. Mm-hmm. There are such different mediums. Right. I, I don't really think it works most of the time. I don't think it works to take a book and turn it into a movie because you can take the basic story and the characters and a lot of things that people love about the book and you can put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you know it's going to have exactly the same meaning to it. And I remember when I was a kid and I was reading books and then going to see them in the in the mood like this was like a thing that was just it was just like a general thing you did you read the book you went to see the movie you read the book because it just it happens like they mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. everything into a movie and i remember going and every time it was like oh that looked different to me when i read that when you pictured it in your mind yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's like when you're reading a book there's it, the mediums are so different because there's it's an endless possibility of you know the way things are gonna look and feel right and then when you're watching a movie you're seeing one person's idea of how everything was right yeah imagination is limitless and everybody's Mm -hmm. gonna see it differently Mm -hmm. um and basically you know books can be as long as they want you know you can have 50 billion chapters in your book if you want who's gonna finish it but you know (laughs) 
with or a, publish it, I guess. Yeah. Right, true. Yeah. But yeah. um, you give but, an endless detail in there, like yeah, grapes you, of wrath, and yeah, or yeah, will be dick. Yes, mm-hmm. you can have as much as you want in a book, but in a movie, most of the time, the limit is going to be like two, right, three hours. Yeah, and because uh, people people get tired of just mm-hmm. sitting in a theater, and you know, like even yeah. Lord of the Rings, one of you know a fantastic, uh movie and and did pretty well adapting the book in a lot of people's mind um those are hard to sit down and watch sometimes because they're just so dang long right yes yeah and i i mean with harry potter you're talking about harry potter and uh you know i remember i was very disappointed in the later movies Mm -hmm. um when i was a kid going to see them and i think that the last two were pretty good Mm -hmm. i actually think those were fine um it was four, five, and six that I had <laughs> the most issues with. <laughs> and I think it was because, uh, you know, those books were so long. The sixth one, not as long, but four and five are pretty long. And I felt like at the time, why don't they make this into two movies? Uh, there's so much here, you know. And I remember I read an, I got an Entertainment Weekly article and Emma... <laughs> Watson? Watson, that's right. I was I almost said Emma Thompson. So I was like, there's an, another Emma yes, Thompson. There. Emma. Um yeah, Emma Watson was like she said that they thought about it but they couldn't find a good point in the book to split it in half. And hmm. then a few years down the road they split number seven in half and I felt like that was just, so unnecessary. Just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and I thought those movies were fine, but releasing seven part one by itself, a lot of people it's kind of boring. It's a lot of build up. It's a lot of it's kind of hard to get through it. Not a lot mm-hmm. of stuff goes on. It's a little depressing. Um and so yeah, it's like I'm like, "Well, where was this? Where was this let's take our time stuff when mm-hmm. you know, it was a little more important yeah. in the book." Yeah. In in hindsight, I wonder if they would have made like every if they knew it was going to be this big, yeah. would they have made like every book into two parts? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you I think mean, it's also because the actors were getting older? I was going to say, maybe they couldn't make it because of that reason. Yeah. yeah. It would have taken way too long. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, whatever. I, I would yeah. have been fine with the actors being too Like, I mean, <laughs> you know. Like, we would have forgiven would it. You, yeah. <clears throat> they were out, already older than the characters. Right, yeah, that's true. Out of curiosity, though, would you have preferred them to, like, switch people? No. I don't think so. You don't like when they change actors like that? Well, I don't know. Or you just would it would have been very jarring yeah mm-hmm. i mean it would have been weird <laughs> yeah I mean, at that some, point some after people, that many movies yeah. yeah some people some people still think it's weird that when dumbledore changes yeah Luck, mm-hmm. luckily he did the majority of movies right um so it's you know after well, the first two I, and the thing about the main three characters in harry potter is that those actors were so well casted right mm-hmm. it would have been hard to find somebody as perfect for mm-hmm. those characters as they did those they were exact exactly yeah. <clears throat> so and I mean, when you think about it in TV shows and all that, they have people that are in their twenties playing high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So True. I mean, They've been we doing forgive it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a thing that happens. We we all understand. Um, but yeah. yeah, do you think special effects play a part in how good you think? Well, a you movie were thinking is? that right. You mentioned earlier you're talking about the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And you felt like that kind of made the Hunger Games a little 
subpar. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little subpar. It, but uh, I think the Hunger Games overall was a better movie series than Twilight. Mm-hmm. Twilight had even, I think, personally, I think the special effects were even worse in Twilight than they were in Hunger Games. You mean you don't like sparkly vampires? Not not in the way they did it. I pictured it completely different than the way they made him. Do you sparkle. remember? Do you remember how they described it in the book? Not exactly. I think I remember. Want me to go get it? <laughs> you could. <laughs> I I feel like I remember uh, thinking that it would be more like Ray of Sunshine from him or something something different mm. than like. It, the glitter way they skin. Made, huh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked like glitter skin. Glitter skin. It like yeah, she, or like di- had, like diamonds on his yeah, skin Yeah, like she or had roll-on glitter. Yeah. And like he, they just rolled it on his face. Yeah. Like 10 seconds before they filmed that scene. Okay. And, That's kind of what that looked like. Maybe <laughs> it's just, it's difficult to, you know, portray that in a movie yeah. type setting. But it just, of course, it was different. But I, and, and that's something else that, uh, you know, when you're talking about making an adaptation like this, mm-hmm. um, like Twilight specifically, um, I think that sometimes a director takes a book a certain direction and, and follows a certain tone that was not necessarily how everyone else saw it mm-hmm. when they were reading it. I feel like when I read Twilight, I did not see it as like the brooding romantic tone that the movie had. Yeah. Um. and so watching the movie I remember I read the book and then I watched the movie and I felt weird it made me feel creeped out it was very emo yeah I remember watching it and going oh this is not mm." (laughs) you know he watches her sleep I I know he does it in the book but it was like I don't know it just didn't feel right here you you know just kind of do you think the simple idea of just seeing it is weird enough yeah like because that's a weird idea anyway, watching yeah. somebody sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're, like, married to them or something, right. it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Right? Um, it just seems like, it, in the book, it felt more like it was for protection. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the movie, it felt oh, like, okay. He you was know, just doing it to, to watch her. Cause he yeah, because he wants her, you yeah. know? And then oh, you my. felt, like, this really strong, like, I want you, yeah. like, feeling... From him in the movie that just was, it just was gross. But then like, when gross. he went to, like, wanted to kiss her, but then, like, literally flew yeah. off the bed. That was just, funny. That it was, was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. It was hilarious. And obviously yeah. it wasn't supposed yeah. to be, but <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, that's that's another point, actually. Misinterpreting uh, yeah. the way something's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's supposed to be felt. Like, that's not supposed to be funny. Um, it's supposed to be, it, like, a very, like, dramatic is. thing. Like Yeah, like, oh, no, I can't kiss you because yeah. I want to drink your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Even just saying it out loud, it sounds yeah. funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, Twilight's not exactly, like, you know, the, the greatest. Yeah, you I mean... Right. And and that's what's interesting. A lot of these movies that get more, I would say, well known for being turned in, turned into movies, are the teen novels yeah. or the kids books. You don't really hear too much about the like things for adults. Although I believe Fifty Shades of Grey was right. you know, an adult book. The, made, a right? lot of adult but, ones do get turned into movies, mm-hmm. but it it's usually not um, as commercially. 
uh, aggressive as mm-hmm. all the, you know, you don't see yeah. lots of things for it. Or, the trailers aren't pushed in your face. Or they end up being more like Oscar-ish kind of movies mm-hmm. and not really so much the, you know, let's the popcorn That's true. movies. Yeah. Like, for example, um, like an example of one that's like a popcorn movie they got was Pitch Perfect, right? That mm-hmm. was a book. They made that uh, into a movie. Yes. I did not know that was a book. Yeah, yeah. So and and that wouldn't necessarily be a young adult, though it might be a young adult book. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. Um, but that's more like popcorny, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then you think of Life of Pi. Uh, that's exactly you know? the one and, I was thinking and, of. Right. And so that's like you know Oscar worthy mm-hmm. kind of you know adult fiction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> um, the ones you hear about like more commercially are. Um, tend to be like those, those teen novels. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just an ordinary girl, but she was destined to save everyone by just being who she was. Yeah, with the help of a very unique male individual. <laughs> Whether he's a vampire or werewolf, you or may just not some think you're guy. special, but you're here to save us all. Yep. Yeah. God damn it. So anyway. All right. So if we do say that the book is better, does that mean that we don't approve of the movie? Is that like an always type kind of thing? No, I and this is and it's hard because like, for example, a series of unfortunate events, um, the movie I talked about before, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I like the movie. I don't think it's a good book adaptation, though. And I don't think that it's better than the book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's I still think it's a good movie, but I don't think those things about it. I don't think like, oh, well. Um, I definitely, I hate it because it's not as good as the books. Eh, no, those books are spectacular. Yes. Um, so I, I really don't, you know, I, it's really hard to kind of really make that comparison and, yeah. and be fair about it. Um, there are some that are, that's like definitely the case. Like definitely. Um, yeah. Such as. <laughs> you're trying to get me to say it. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Yeah. Um. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar oh, Children. No. Oh, no. Yeah, um, really? I thought that one was amazing. The Skeleton Army. You guys make me so sad. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. It's okay. no. We're just trying to provoke you. We understand that it's trash. <laughs> yes. Um, and and the problem with that one that it really gets me is that I, I hear people say, oh, I saw I thought it was, like, fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an okay movie. Yeah. And it, and I was so angry. I get so <laughs> angry when I hear people say that because they didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. And and that so that was one of those situations where I was like, oh, my God, everybody read the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, because I, I felt like when I watched it, I just I, – I, and, and this is like you were talking about like, oh, my favorite part wasn't in it. So, you know, it taints the movie for you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that. Where it's like, you know, you read it and you see these things that you love and you see these characters mm-hmm. and these ideas and then they're not reflected on the screen and you don't get to see them the way that you pictured them. And that's tough. Mm-hmm. But with Miss Peregrine, they changed characters around. Okay. Okay. Make changes. Like, yeah. all right. You got to do that. That's whatever. Cut things out. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, but then, like, from a movie standpoint, the pacing was weird. It was mm-hmm. slow in the beginning, sped up at the end. I didn't like the fucking time paradox that they threw in there. I was so pissed off about th- I was almost on the edge of my seat in anger in the theater. I almost stood up. I was so mad. Um, because it was like, I, I just couldn't, his grandpa, 
his grandpa has to die. That's yes. how it happens. That's mm-hmm. the whole story. Yep. And it's like when you, ugh, everything hinges on that. Spoilers, by the way. Sorry. Seen yeah. Everything hinges on that moment. That's, that's the turning point for the character. That's what sparks him into action. That's what brings him to go and meet the people and find the time loop. And mm-hmm. oh my God, I was, I was just so and then he joins the Navy. Yeah. And he's like, I joined the Navy, but don't worry about it. What a fucking, what a fucked up they line. They skipped that so quick, too. That was, yeah. I mean, that was, that's such poor writing. Oh, I just forget about it. Yeah. Don't worry. What? He hasn't even joined the, and then, ugh. Sorry. So livid. It's okay. No, it's fine. It, and, like, the girl floats, and they're like, yeah, but now she can breathe air into things. No. <laughs> she just floats. Like, I just. Oh, yeah. She had, like, air powers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's it like was... an airbender. <laughs> It was bad. It was. She's yeah, a better book, airbender than. Um, please, if if you get anything out of this podcast, please go read Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. You will enjoy it. <laughs> nah, books are books are. Crap. I'm just kidding. I'm just it kidding. It is nice to get. I, I'm real bummed about that one. Even though I haven't read the books, <laughs> I I will probably end up reading those books at some point. They yeah. sound awesome. Yeah. And I could just tell from your perspective, the potential <laughs> was wasted, and it's so and it's a real I bummer. Was so upset. <laughs> now, if you if you get usually get your books on audio, you might want to like check out the book, also the the actual physical book because it does have really cool photos in it mm-hmm. that go with the story. So you'll be missing just a little bit if you get the audio. So just maybe check out the book too, even if you yeah. listen to it on That's audio. A good point. Yeah. So the book that I would probably talk about is The Princess Bride because the That's princess one. the movie example. is right. amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I loved the movie so much that I wanted to see what the book was about. And um I wouldn't say that one is necessarily better than the other like they were both really good in the book you get a lot more background detail on the characters you kind of know where each came from even more than you do in the movie um but i would say that i wouldn't really say that the book's better than the movie in that case but Mm -hmm. i maybe i'm just biased a little bit also because i saw the movie first so i had no expectation yeah that creates a unique perspective because like Robin, having read Miss Peregrine first, mm-hmm. had an ex- an expectation going in, and it was dashed. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you didn't. Exactly. You know? And I, right. in for my example, um, can you guys guess what I'm talking about? Oh no. Can you guess? I can. I can. Jurassic hear. Park. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Sorry, I peaked. Um, <laughs> specifically the Lost World. Uh, the book and movie are like not even the same thing, at all. <laughs> Um, but that doesn't mean the movie's bad. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, I think they put they they changed some of the characters. I mean, they have the same name, um, but actually, they put characters in that were supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Ian Malcolm dies in the first book. Spoilers. Um, and then only kind of narrates the second book, um, yeah. sort of as like a ghostly voice. He has like a he gets addicted to morphine. Is that yes? He does? he. Yeah. His injury sustained in the first book is the same as in the movie, he, the T-Rex attack. And, but he doesn't, like, recover. Right. He recovers okay. in the movie, but um, he doesn't really recover in the book. Um, so, but they just threw him in to uh, the second movie because Jeff Goldblum is awesome, right? And they wanted to use him again. And that's fine. And in the movie worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hammond was alive in the movie, not alive in the book. 
Um, so really, they're com- they're almost in two different universes entirely. Right. Um, few of the names are the same. Well, because Michael Crichton's his style is more like HBO. Yes, rated R exactly. If kind you of a... if you haven't read the Jurassic Park books, um, be prepared for them to scare your pants off uh, <laughs> with uh, with science and violence because the 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 adaptations are are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic Park is right. all, is my favorite movie. A lot of people love that mm-hmm. movie. One of Steven Spielberg's big ones. So you know, would you say it's a good adaptation? Um, or no. just a good movie? Yeah. Uh, if I'm talking about the Lost World, no, not at all. Um, they're compl- they're they're almost entirely different. The similarities and at names and the fact that there's a second island, um, but so many different things happen on that second island. There are different dinosaurs that don't even get touched on, um, or mentioned. Uh, the raptors are a lot more uh, like scary, vicious. Yeah. Um, so, um, and this is from watching the whole back when it was a trilogy, I guess <laughs> watching the trilogy, I kind of noticed that the films kind of seem to get a little goofier as time went. They on. do, they do. And so the books, the s- books did not were not goofy at all. Yeah, okay. um, they're very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know. I would say that the first movie is a decent book adaptation mm-hmm. um, because it kept a lot of the same stuff. It was, you know, similar enough. The plot points were the same. You mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. You know, as long as they keep those big points. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the, the overall message. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was still the same because the message of Michael Crichton's message was like, you know, humans can't mess with this stuff. Right. Genetic research. How far can it go? Mm-hmm. How far is too far? That kind of that kind of stuff in the in how like you know the the famous line from the movie life finds a way yeah you know you can't tame nature that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right and that's carried over in the movie for sure but the way Michael Crichton did it in the book was like he went into <laughs> he went into super depth on science so if you don't like science then you might not have fun in that right. book <laughs> and it's the heavy on the science things, fiction yes heavy on the science in science fiction and um a lot of the scenes where people die are like too descriptive. <laughs> um, like dinosaurs aren't to be messed with in the books. I mean, obviously they're not to be messed with in the movies either, yeah. but um, if, if it were a, if it were a great adaptation of the book, it would 110% be an R rated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to redo it as yeah. a better adaptation, it would, it could not be anything less than an R rated movie. Um, but as for, yeah, the, the second one, which is my actual example, yeah. uh, the lost world is a good movie. I know a lot of people don't like it. I do like it. Um, but the book is not even, they're like two different universes entirely. Do you think the movie, you mentioned that the movie goes sillier, like, oh, as as the franchise goes on. Yeah. Do you think that's because they knew that a lot of kids were watching it? Yes. Um, because Steven Spielberg, um, has said before that, you know, kind of relaxing the, the seriousness of the first movie was, was a deliberate decision, um, because they wanted it to have more mainstream appeal because, um, you know, it would have had to have been R rated, yeah. Not as many people would have seen it. It landed right in a sweet spot where kids could see it, but they'd be kind of scared and parents right. would screen it first or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and they, they, you know, people were happy when the lawyer got it eaten off the toilet. Oh, that's funny. Um, 
and that's not oh. that's not the same in the. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I didn't laugh. <laughs> well, obviously, 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 it's not like haha funny, but yeah. like you were you were meant to hate that guy, right? Yeah. So right. you weren't exactly upset about it. I remember one time it was showing on uh, Nick at Night, I think. Or, oh, yeah. And uh, they they had a little promo right beforehand, and they said, um, "Caution: This next movie may contain some imagery not suitable for children. Um, uh. Ask your parents before before continuing to watch." And when they said that, they showed the T-Rex eating the lawyer. <laughs> and I, I was like, what's the point of this message? Wow, you just blew it right they there. <laughs> showed one of the worst parts. Wow. I, was, I was laughing so hard. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, <laughs> anyway. So that that's kind of an interesting example. In the same franchise, one good adaptation, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And then one that you may as well have not looked at the book it right. was so different so yeah. would you say the, the movie is better than the book oh god that's so hard <laughs> i can't i can't yeah. because michael Crichton is is an amazing author or was unfortunately an amazing author and um that book goes into a lot more interesting places because it's not afraid to yeah um whereas the movie doesn't want to touch that stuff and i mean it has cool scenes the the scene where the T Rex runs around San Francisco is completely made up by right, Steven Spielberg, right. mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know that scene scarred me when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I I remember. Yeah, I don't know why there was something about that scene that bothered me. I remember. I think it was in the behind the scenes. Steven Spielberg said he was like he wanted a Godzilla. Yeah, moment. it was like, and, and it really is like and a it, Godzilla. And moment. it was. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. destroy any buildings or or anything like that. But um, he does kill people. He does kill people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At least one. You see one. Yeah. And then, the, and then he eats a dog. Yeah. <laughs> does the dog die? Dot com sponsor, <laughs> not sponsor. Um. Anyway, All right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, what were you gonna say, Mark? So um, talking about how. Jurassic Park isn't necessarily a like an amazing adaptation of the book, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that the film is bad. Like yeah. the film is right. really good in its own right. Is there any other movies like that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think of a few. Because um, I mentioned a series of unfortunate events. I think that's that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what what caused it to not be popular was because it was not a good adaptation. Yeah, and so. Um, but I think one that's sort of close mm-hmm. to this might be Ready Player One. Um, because yeah. I, when I saw Ready Player One, my initial thought was, yeah, the book is better. Um, <laughs> and I, I do, I really believe that. I do believe that the book mm-hmm. is better. Um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's like a garbage film or anything. Yeah. I think that. Like with Miss Peregrine's, my problem with it from a film perspective is that there were a lot of there are a lot of issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think from a film perspective, even having not read the book. Yeah. yeah. Now I know Ready Player One, the author Ernest Klein helped co-write the screenplay. Do you think this helps the overall movie and how it's put across and how everybody perceives it? Yes, I would say so. And that and sorry to jump back to Jurassic for a second, but Michael Crichton helped with the first movie. Which is why maybe that one's better, a better adaptation right. than the second. I yeah. think that um, sometimes um, the adaptation, the film adaptation, isn't very true to the books, even if the 
author who wrote, you know, like he, yeah. I mean, it was the basic story was, yes. to, you know, the characters are right. Um, because I'll, I think some authors, especially when you're working with Steven Spielberg, um, I guess in both of these cases, that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. Uh, when you're working with him, it, you kind of start to understand that the medium is so different that there are things that are going to have to change. And right. when with Ready Player One, he had access to all of these things. They didn't really have access to when writing the book mm-hmm. necessarily kind of like, you know, in the book, honestly, it, you know, it was like, Oh, let me, let me name drop this movie. Let me throw in this reference. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, I mean, it's pop culture, the book, pop culture, the movie. That's what ready player <laughs> one is. And uh, so with the movie, it was like Steven Spielberg got all of these things approved to use. And I mean, it's just like, a pop culture explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, references everywhere. Right. <laughs> and I think that, you know, having access to all that stuff and, and really, um, you know, I think it was a little more important for, for him, to, for the audience to see all of these things that, you know, to, to really like be right. kind of yeah. almost smacked in the face. <laughs> Immersed in, yes, in all this culture. With the pop culture, especially with the shining scene, which, and which yes. leads us this is such a oh. great topic. Um, yeah. Perfect. To talk about Ready Player One and the Shining scene. Because um, they even mentioned in the movie that Stephen King was unhappy with the Shining. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Ernest Klein feels about Ready Player One. I'm sure he's fine with it. Um, because it did well and it's not a terrible adaptation. No. Um, but honestly... Uh, you know, that the Shining is not... That's not in the book. I don't think at any point. I don't think there's a single moment in Ready Player One where no, the, the Shining is not shining. a big part no. of the story. It's not, you know, it's like, you know, I was a little like, whoa, what? You know, like we were watching, I was like, yeah. okay, I guess it's the show. We're doing this. All right. All right. And that was my favorite scene in mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and I think, you know, because in Ready Player One, my favorite parts of the book were the parts where he gets to reenact movies. That does happen. And it's really cool. Yes. And I was disappointed because when they reenacted The Shining, I was like, yes. And then that was the only one they did. And they didn't do any of the others. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn uh, it. Like, I wanted to see yeah. I wanted to see him reenact Monty Python. You know, like, yes. And, like, I, that was like, I wanted to see that. But, yeah. you know, they were able to keep that. That's such a... Um, such a cool part of the movie that they got to kind of really keep, even though they weren't able to use the same exact... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, references um they were still able to kind of keep that same spirit mm-hmm. um so i i think it does help a little bit that's a good segue into, into talking about the shining yeah yeah i did not I, read the book i talked I so know. much just now yeah i know you did i'm like <laughs> but i'm like what do All i right. say <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Actually, I, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be hard for me to talk about this one. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie or read the book, so this isn't an example for me. No, okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. I did not read <laughs> The Shining, but I did see the movie. Um, it, wow, what a movie to watch! You know, it yeah, creeped me out. Creeped me the fuck out. And this is really, we're just gonna talk about it for a second because the thing is is The Shining was a great movie. Obviously a classic, mm-hmm. uh, loved by many, but Stephen King didn't like it, and he was the author of the book. Yeah. So, and and just because he just didn't feel like it, 
represented yeah. the book. And he didn't like Carrie either. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Carrie. No. At all? Did not okay. see that one. And see, I don't but, know I don't know how I felt about the new one, but the old one he didn't like either. Now, was he also the one that re- wrote the book that Stand By Me is? He or, wrote The Body. The Body, Which yes. is what Stand By Me is based off of. Yes. Do you yeah. know if he... He loved it. They say that, like, he just, he saw it and he, like, didn't talk for, like, a long period of time because he just, he was so happy yeah. with the work. And, and I have to say, Stand By Me is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. It's definitely mm-hmm. in my top ten. Probably my top five. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, perfect. He also liked the the movie adaptation, The Shawshank Redemption. Um, so I mean, and and that's and those are a little special because those aren't full on novels. Those are yeah. novellas. There's not as much information in those, um, and they're kind of collected together in like a little collection. So and they're not spooky, so they're really good to read. Because, I mean, the, yeah. the body doesn't make you feel great, but, you know, or, or neither does the Shawshank Redemption, but they're not, like, spooky, spooky ghost. Right. That's that's probably why I haven't touched much of Stephen King's work, is because I'm not a fan of scary things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprisingly, I got through Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, but that was for other reasons, I guess. <laughs> You're keeping one eye open for the dinosaurs. Right? You yeah. know what? After seeing it back, seeing the movie back when I was younger, um, my bedroom when I was at my when I lived with my parents was in the basement, uh, very dark in the basement. <laughs> uh, yeah, there would be the dark would play tricks on me, and it's real scary. <sighs> um, but you know I'm I'm good now. Oh, okay, that's good. Good, good. I'm glad you, you turned it into a are good. You, <laughs> are you Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, you bet your ass yeah. I am. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> um, definitely. <laughs> So, okay, so we've talked about how a movie can be good. And that and that's, you know, it's I think it's really good to kind of cover that. Yes. Like a movie can be good but a bad adaptation. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about one that's a good movie and a good adaptation. Is there are there any of those? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park a little to... bit. <laughs> Jurassic Park a little bit. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to talk about it again. So. Um <laughs> Holes Holes oh was a really good gosh, one. Yeah. Robin and I in grade school had to read this book about like four to five times. We had to read it so many times. So many times. But yeah. it was such a good book, we didn't mind it. If there was any grade school book that we had to read multiple times, we were okay with Holes. Did I think you... we had to read Tuck Everlasting twice, too. Yes, I believe so. Did you, did you guys, um, after you know the teacher's like, oh, we're going to read Holes, and you guys, well, I read this three times. Did you just say, well, I'm good. I don't have to read this. <laughs> I'll take the test right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still read it. Each I think time. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I enjoyed it so much. I, I mean, I, and I remember when I saw the movie, and uh, my mom took me to see it because that was a big thing. Like, because she loved books, so whenever the, a movie was based off a book, it was like, "Hey, Robin read this. Let's go to the movie." And uh, it was like, "Yep, that's the book." I remember when I was sitting yep, at the, that's it. There it is. <laughs> Nice. That's such a good job. I remember, like the biggest difference was that um, Stanley was a big, really big kid in the books. He was like mm-hmm. overweight, and then in uh... the movie, he's not. And I remember I watched the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so don't worry, I have an explanation. Okay. Okay. Um, explain. The that they felt that ha- asking a child to lose a bunch of weight 
uh, for a film throughout the course of the film uh-huh. was uh, too much of a stressful, hard. Yeah, yeah, too too daunting on the kids. They yeah. didn't want to do that, so they were like, "Let's just let's just hire somebody who's physically fit already, and just um, have him stay that." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely Child different. Best role. Yes. <laughs> what you don't? You, what about Transformers? You know, uh, actually, Lewis <laughs> Stevens. I feel like uh, Lewis <laughs> Stevens and and uh, Stanley Elmetz is. His best two roles. characters. Yeah. I wanted to who's, marry him. I was so in love um, with him. Who's who's that other character? What movie is that from? Louis Stevens. Yeah, that's from Even Stevens TV show. Oh duh. <laughs> Listen to this guy, Robin. He's like resting his head on his little. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> completely forgotten. It's like what the heck is that? <laughs> it's okay. What movie is that? We'll, we'll forgive you. Freaking. We'll forgive you. <laughs> All right. Talking about books we had to read in school. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There was so Tuck Everlasting. You mentioned we had to read yep. probably about twice. I think that was a good adaptation. Yeah. I think they did a good job transferring that to the movie as the well. The pretty new one with uh, Alexis Bledel. Or yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the one we watched. I had to watch that quite a few times. Um, <laughs> I remember it ended once. We were watching it and my sister was like, Dad, Dad, watch this. So we all sat down and my dad watched it with us. And then at the end, you know, he pulls up on a motorcycle and he sees that she's dead. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, looks at her little, a grave and whatever. And then he just kind of drives off. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. My dad was like, well, okay. <laughs> 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 now I just want to go into a dark corner and so, ball. Like, uh, a lot of the books we read in grade school were very depressing. Yeah, so. <laughs> they were all pretty sad. Uh, and we knew if it had a Newbery Award on it that someone probably died. Yep. A that was blackberries. very indicative of whether or not somebody was going to die. Yeah. and But, but Tuck Everlasting was special because she doesn't die till the very, very, That's very true. end. That's she, true. She essentially what you think is she dies life. of, yeah, normal circumstances, just old age. She looks to be like so 99. Whatever. Yeah. According to that tombstone in the movie. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's canon or what, but... <laughs> He, he took his time coming back to her, didn't he? Yeah, really. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, shoot, I she forgot about She got old you. and he wasn't interested anymore. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Too real. Yeah. Oh, so then uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, that was one of Robin's uh, favorite, yeah. I feel like. Did you guys see the movie? Yeah, yeah. I believe I had to, yeah. Right. It was good. Yeah. The movie is great. I remember watching it. Uh, I really like Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. His name is Gregory Peck, and he's in To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked the movie. I watched it when I was young, like right after I read the book. And I was like, yeah, I like this. This is, you know. And I think that it is not, I'd say it's a pretty good adaptation. So then, uh, so... Another one that made me cry a couple uh, of times, I feel like, Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, Ooh, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. They did a good job with the movie there, too. They kept pretty much everything it, overall the same. That one, to me, is like the only... Like, I, whenever I think of a, a book-to-movie example that's really good, mm-hmm. it's like that one, I feel like... It just feels like they just literally just put the book... Like, if there was a machine, yeah. like, that they could just put the book into, they just feed it in, and boop, it's a movie. Like, that's what they, Bam. like, it so, it was so, like, you know, lined up, like, this is, yeah. like, this is the movie, this is, this is the book, you know, everything's about the same, like, <laughs> I think they might have added a couple things, mm-hmm. uh, like, 
It's but I mean, acting was good. Mm-hmm. The special effects that they used, which I feel like was very minimum, yeah, was very good. I mean, everything. I will really say nice. this about that movie though: they didn't advertise it like that. Yeah. They yeah. used every little clip of special effects they had in the in the trailer. That's true. And then when you watched it, there wasn't nearly yeah. as much of that. Mm-mm. Not a not a bad thing, just a weird Mm-mm. marketing thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Because the special effects, I guess, you know. I mean, it was their imagination. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, you know, they saw it sometimes, but we're, we're supposed to be seeing them doing it and, like, you know, you see the real world of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what it looks like to us if we were just watching them, right? Yeah. But in the commercials, they were like, let's use every, you know, actual CG thing that we used in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is such a difficult topic to kind yeah. of tackle. Um, it is kind of hard to really localize it and be like, well, A, B, C, D, book, 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 movie, good, yes, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's nearly impossible because like i said early on i was like you can't you can't please everybody right no and you can't you can't really bullet point what's like if you do if you stick to these five steps you're gonna have a good book adaptation right that's Mm -hmm. not possible yeah you know it's it's so hard it's such a it's such a line that you have to balance who do you please the mainstream movie crowd or do you please the book readers where does it fall in Mm -hmm. it's it's really difficult. yeah and i think really most of the time it does lean toward pre- pleasing the mainstream yeah that movie crowd yeah that's that's what you know hollywood wants to make the money mm-hmm. um and that's usually what's going to make more money yeah. um is pleasing the mainstream because like me who don't read that much are going to go see the movie whereas you know the people who did read the book are likely going to see the movie so you get yeah you get that crowd you get already the viewers and then right and then I know I know some people that uh, when they read a book and they go see the movie, and if the movie is not exactly the way the book was, they don't like the movie. Right. Like that's, it's and it that's that, so harsh. Yeah, it's really and I, I do know people that are you know, and it's like it, it you know they just write it off totally, and they're like I don't like it because they change this thing. But sometimes the things that they change are so fundamental mm-hmm. that to them the whole story is ruined. Because yeah. of this change, because of the, you know, um, I, like, for example, I think one example would be uh, My Sister's Keeper. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, that movie came out and uh, they changed it. So a different a, a different sister dies, oh. not the one that oh. that you dies expect- in the book. Oh. I can't remember what happened, but I do remember hearing people say, um, hey, you know, like, this is bad. I did not like the movie because yeah. everything was fine up until that point of the movie, and it was like, the, it totally changed the meaning of the of the story. Yeah, that seems pretty fundamental. And, you know, the people who who read the books, who get excited for the movie, like, you getting excited for, when you hear that Miss Peregrine's being a movie, you get, you know, you get kind of excited. Like, oh, how are they, yeah. let's go see it. So the book readers are more than likely going to see it. So they want mm-hmm. to get the people who didn't read it interested. Right. So they get the most mainstream way they can. But sometimes it fails on both ends, like Miss Peregrine, where mm-hmm. book people don't like it. And really, me having not read it, ugh, mm-hmm. not, not great. Now, oh. <laughs> now with books, um, obviously you get more detail. So obviously it could take you like six hours to read a book. Right. 
But, you know, you can only fit like a two hour, three hour movie tops. So, one that I wanted to talk about for this is Pride and Prejudice. Ah. The classic. Okay, so, I, I, I really love this book. I, I read it a couple of times, obviously. So, um, I, I watched the old BBC version uh, with Colin Firth, and that was amazing. And it was... It wasn't a movie. It was a BBC miniseries, so obviously it gave it more time to follow the book more closely. Versus, there's a newer version of the movie. It, it's a made. It, it was made into a movie, and of course, it could only fit so much time, and it was okay. Um, I, I liked it. So, um, do you think that having more time solves the problem? Like the the big biggest basic problem that people seem to have with their books being made into movies is that, you know, it doesn't include everything they need, and so they had to change stuff for story purposes. So do you think that solves a lot of the problem, that having more time? Because a miniseries obviously has more time. Yeah, not necessarily. I think it depends. Like all these other things, it depends on a lot of things. So I, I talk about Pride and Prejudice, which obviously needed more time. It's got, you know, different details that are good to have in there. Um, but... An example that I'm sure, Robin, I'm not sure if Adam will agree with me on this. I'm not sure. We didn't really talk about it before, but The Hobbit. So The Hobbit is a very short book. I don't, I don't know if any, yes, it's very short and they made it into three movies. <laughs> this makes me so frustrated. I just, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I already used up like my anger moment. <laughs> for this episode but like you know don't call a movie the desolation of smaug <laughs> if he's only gonna be in the last 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie i waited for so long they put i was so frustrated because it was like why i you could sorry <laughs> you could just they could end this with lord of the rings where they just kind of yeah. you know they split up at least a little bit but with The Hobbit, it was the one that made the least sense for them to split it up into three movies. They added way too much stuff. And yes. It was, I just was so bored. Yeah, it's interesting that the longer books of The Lord of the Rings each got only one movie. Right. And then when they got to The Hobbit, the right. smallest book of and I'm not all the other nuts, ones. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, maybe... Uh, the first two just be about three hours or whatever, and then the last one may be split into two movies mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not single crazy, but what? <sighs> yeah. I so, mean to prepare for The Hobbit, I actually did read the book. Um, because I was interested in seeing the book versus the movie on that part. So, it it was just crazy to me because they took out details from the book that they could have used. Um, there's, I think, I believe there's a part where they're like going through a forest and one of them like gets kind of stuck in this like, you know, muddy type situation and it's, it looks hopeless. It seems like they're going to lose him and they just, that's not even, that's not in the movie at all. But then they add a love story, for example, between oh, yeah. Tariel and yeah. Keely. They made that character up. They, they, yeah, they created 
this this love they, story, they, which was unnecessary. Yeah, they they put in a female elf who mm-hmm. was not in the book, and they also put uh, Legolas back in. Yes, who was also not in yes. the book. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look like an uh, older yeah. version of Legolas, even though I'm supposed to look like a younger version. I know of Legolas. it's like, yeah. oh, it's fine. man, man. Oh well, but anyway, yeah. So that is a great, great yeah. example of it. Just too much time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it had potential. I did like a lot of the characters overall, um, but it definitely felt like it could have been shortened into one movie. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing that I'd like to try, and maybe we can do an episode about this. There is a there is a cut of the trilogy, the Hobbit trilogy. I think it's called the Tolkien cut, mm. where somebody took the three movies and edited them down to one movie. Huh. Mm-hmm. They cut out all the crap that they added and apparently makes it much better. I imagine uh, so. Uh, because yeah. they did touch on a good amount of stuff from the books mm-hmm. throughout the three movies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So when you on get rid book, of all the other crap, <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> but, they touched but, on they touched it's on hard a to lot talk of about all of it at the same. Yeah. Time. yeah, in the three movies, they touched on yeah. a lot of stuff that happened in the book. Yes. Um. So when they cut out all the other junk, it makes it much much better. And Smaug is like a significant Dude, part of the movie. Yeah. It's like I felt I felt just I I really like dragons. Mm-hmm. Like he was so cool yeah. when when they when, yeah. he, when so they. Great. And they finally a, revealed him. He had a good voice. It was Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I I was like excited. I was yeah. like, this is oh, he's such a good and like the dragon and the obsession with gold and yeah. you know like I was like, yes, this is it. This is such a this is such a good. So that is nah, definitely see you in a couple years. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's a good example of where it was not beneficial to give it more time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because it was a shorter story, so it right. didn't feel like it needed that much time. Yeah. Versus Pride and Prejudice, right. it definitely yeah. did. Yeah, it kind of depends on how much is in there. Like, yeah, for example, you know, if, if I could, if you would allow me to talk about Jurassic Park again, <laughs> the Lost World is. Adam, have you ever read another book? <laughs> yeah. What no, I haven't. <laughs> no, um, I just love them so much. <laughs> um, but that's a longer book. Um, there's a lot more that happens in there, and that probably would have been okay at two movies. It probably could have mm-hmm. done a good job, or like an extended movie like a four-hour movie yeah. i mean mm-hmm. that's like that's pretty that's asking a lot but you know um in some cases when there's more material to work with you can kind of spread it out you make sure you get all that stuff in there but mm-hmm. in the hobbit where you know it wouldn't be very hard to get all that stuff in to two and a half hours or something then you, you know why would you spread it out like that yeah. Shh, don't worry. <laughs> i and this is I, it's because every book is different, you yeah. know, and, and so each yep. one having an adaptation, it poses its own issues every single yes. time. But for some of them, it really does solve the problem. Like uh, for Harry Potter, for example, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is what I'll say about Harry Potter. Um, I really enjoyed the books and uh, I enjoyed some of the movies. Um, no, I <laughs> I really did like them. I did like the movies. I didn't think that I would t- I would sit down and watch them all again. Mm-hmm. Um, but because 
the movies were not able to include so much of the books. The I can I can very I feel very comfortable saying that the books are better mm-hmm. than the movies. I think and, a lot of people would agree with you yeah, on that one. It, it's it's because there's so much in that universe, and there's so much that you know you're watching these movies and you see these little nuances and you see these little moments that characters are having and you you pull a deeper meaning from those moments just because you have a greater understanding of everything because you've read the books and you and when you've read the books and you see the movies and you have that experience and you think well all of my friends who haven't read these books aren't getting that and they're not seeing these things and there are characters that they don't even know about and, and characters that we love that aren't there and you get this it's like man it's it's just so much of it doesn't get transferred and so i think that with harry potter it that was the issue you know like i i've had to tell people before like oh my gosh well, you have to understand, like, Neville's parents were tortured to insanity. Yeah. And that's why he was so badly affected when, you know, when Barty Crouch Jr. pretending to be Mad-Eye Moody, uh, you know, makes him do the Cruciasis curse on the spider in the classroom. Right. So, and he gets so badly affected by it. But they don't tell you in the movie. They're not like, oh, hey, bro, by the way, <laughs> this happened to his parents. You should understand, you know. Yeah, so I think with Harry Potter, that would totally solve. I th- I've heard people mention that maybe someday there will be some sort of uh, series, mm-hmm. like television series with Harry Potter, and I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. No. Um, just out of curiosity, would you want them to recover the books, or do you think just series in that world? A series in that world would be really cool. I think they should do both. Cool. I honestly, if they if they redo the books, I think that'd be so good. Because there are people who reading is just not for them. And they would get... Adam has his hands up there, yeah. just you know. Um, and they would get access to all of this. They, you know, they get to really feel like they're a part of it um, by watching it. And I don't think that watching it is the same. I do think reading is the best way. I, you know, I, I do believe that. But it would be easier for more and more accessible. And people would, mm-hmm. you know, have a better understanding of the books. You you mentioned in another episode that you you think that in most cases that's the the book is best because that's the original medium. Yeah, you know that's what the author intended it to be. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And, yeah, and there it is in the book. Now, have you guys ever read a novelization of a movie before? I don't think so. Um, it doesn't happen nearly as often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know particularly in Star Wars, it's happened um, for the past oh, few movies. Yeah. I have heard, yeah. Um, you can get novelizations of The Force Awakens and mm-hmm. The Last Jedi that go way more into depth. There's a buddy of mine from uh, from my retail days who's a huge Star Wars fan, and he hated The Last Jedi. I hated it, too. I mean, it yeah. wasn't great. Let's so we'll I, talk about that later. But yeah. but um, he did not like it at all. He doesn't really he doesn't really like the uh, the Force Awakens either. But that's you know that's another story too. But he was very excited to get the novelization of the Last Jedi, and he said that that version is better. It makes it huh. it makes more sense mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like all of the lore that fits in that they I, didn't touch on in the movie. I think that that also might be helpful. Like it, it might be better because there's more creative freedom mm-hmm. and like they, they're not yeah. as limited by budget. 
yeah. actors. Yeah. Um, it, it's special, special effects. effects. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of the same thing, similar principle to you saying like, oh, what if it had a series and it had more mm-hmm. time? Yeah. I mean, you have plenty of time in a book too. You can right. make that mm-hmm. as long as you want. So, so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Not necessarily more time equals yeah. better, but you know, and, a lot of times it helps. Yeah. Like, and, and, um, that's such an interesting idea. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even think about the novelizations. And um, when I think about um, us talking about like Harry Potter being turned into a, a series, you know, which with several episodes dedicated to a book, you know, and it's like, you know, they would have more time and they don't necessarily have to have these spectacular effects for every single episode, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, a good example of that is a series of unfortunate events, the TV series. Oh, yeah. They had more time. They were able mm-hmm. to really actually focus on the books. There are not really intense special effects. It's mm-hmm. it purposefully looks. It's on a budget. You know, yeah, yeah. It, uh-huh. it, but it you know it really doesn't. It doesn't look cheap. It just right. it doesn't. It, it it doesn't require these <laughs> you know big budget effects. They're just you know, um, and so yeah. I really liked the TV series adaptation. It was a good book adaptation, I think, up until the very end. But I um, will... <laughs> we can talk about that another time. Um, but I did think it was a good adaptation, and at the very end, I was disappointed. But I still felt like it was a good show mm-hmm. and did a better job than the movie did. Do we think that, um, like, you know, streaming services... Um, or just any series, miniseries, TV series, do, do we think that's just a better way to adapt books than movies? It's, it's so hard. It depends yeah. every time. Every time. Um, because you could say that Harry Potter would be better as a series, but then The Hobbit would be terrible as a series because mm-hmm. it's too you know, yeah. it's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it depends every time. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think one way, or at least for me, Book books to movies aren't going to stop, Mm-mm. so I think if they're going to just continue the way they are, I'd like to see them take it in different directions as series as a series. Okay, Jurassic Park again, a series of in that world, but not mm-hmm. about the books or the movies. Yeah, you know that that's that's me personally, um, because creative freedom yeah. is is very important and useful when when coming up with something that people will find compelling or, or like, um, because if you're stuck to, if you're stuck to something, sticking to something, you're going to disappoint some people. Right. Um, you're going to, things are going to go over other people's heads. I know I probably missed plenty of references in Harry Potter. Like you said, but when I first saw it, Neville cringing at the spider, it feels like right over my head. It feels like the movies feel like you're just dipping your toe. Yeah, mm-hmm. into the sea of Harry Potter, and I think that's the main point of this whole podcast. Yeah, is um, even though they may not be good adaptations, that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. Now there are exceptions to every rule. There are bad movies that mm-hmm. were books. Yes, and Aragon. Yes, yep, Aragon. There you go. There's another one. Beastly. Bah, real bad movie. Um, really. I good am number bo- four. Yeah. Re- re- really good book series. Uh, bad movie. Um, mm-hmm. but like. You know, and then there are mediocre books that, for some reason, make it to movie. I mean, I right. c- I couldn't name you one because I don't read very often. <laughs> but um, we should have your sister on here. She reads. Yeah. Oh yeah, she would. She, she would love books. to be on the podcast <laughs> about that. Um, 
If you're listening, maybe you will be. Hi. <laughs> Shout out. Hi, Haley. Um, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Case Diary. Uh, on Instagram, Black Case Diaries Podcast. And visit the blog. Yeah. Visit the blog, uh, com. Please. If there's a question you have that was not answered in the yes. podcast, it will likely be answered on the blog. So please, please check that out. You can use this as a reference in your research paper. Yeah. All you high schoolers out there listening to yeah. explicit podcasts. Tisk tisk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Only because I say a bad word every once in a while. Hey, uh, I, what the I shit? said one today. Oh, you did? I did. Oh. When you re-listen to it, you'll hear it. Yeah, thank you for making me feel, you know, like I fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, All right. thanks a whole bunch, guys, to my thanks. co-hosts here, as I point to them <laughs> back and forth. Is Adam in charge? I'm confused. <laughs> no, no, I know. I thought I was leading today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time. Uh, yep. Listen to us again, please. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.